Hey, really quick before we get started, please remember to subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. Feel free to check me out on my website, rhitch.com. I have a lot of great PDFs, white papers, past recordings of webinars, you name it, a lot of valuable information. And also please give this show a rating as I always appreciate your feedback. Hello and welcome back to the Financial Breakaway Podcast where I try to take confusing personal financial planning and investment related topics and try to break them down into plain English for the everyday person. My goal in these conversations is to help you break away from your personal financial confusion and end up on the right path to reaching your financial goals. I am Ryan Hitchcock, your host, and I am a financial planner with High Point Capital Group out of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. All right, this is the final episode of my thematic investing series. So it's been a lot of fun, and thank you for listening along if you have been this time. Um, and this episode was a highlight for me because I brought in my dad and my brother for a conversation on the Jansan industry. And the Jansan stands for Janitorial Insanitation. Now, this industry might not be in today's buzzword view of quote-unquote thematic investing. However, that's exactly why I'm doing this series is to show that thematic investing isn't just about the buzzwords, innovation, disruption, technology. Um, Even though that's all you hear in the media, there's also other places in the economy you need to explore, and that's why I'm doing this. And Jansan um, is basically the professional cleaning industry that serves facilities across all sectors of the economy, healthcare, industrial, education, government, commercial, domestic, hospitality, food service, you name it. They all rely on the products and services that the Jansan industry provides. So my father was a great person to have on this conversation. Mike Hitchcock, he's the president of Montana Broom and Brush Company. They're a full line janitorial supply and distribution company, including paper products and restaurant equipment. Um, The company was actually started by my great grandfather back in 1919 as a broom manufacturer for the local mining industry in Butte, Montana. And from my grandfather and then to my father and um, some other family members, aunts and uncles, it has expanded to to five locations across Montana, and, and it's truly a family business. My brother and I grew up working in this business from the time we were old enough to screw a spray bottle together. So like I said, he's been in this industry for a long time and is a great person to talk to about this. My brother, Brett Hitchcock, has followed in similar footsteps, and currently he's the regional sales manager for a company called John Don in Denver, Colorado. Um, John Don is a national company based in Chicago, and Brett leads the sales team from the Dallas, Texas, and Denver, Colorado locations, where he helps establish and grow client relationships. Um, John Don is also a full-line janitorial distributor, as well as they support some specialty contractors such as restoration and concrete polishing. So he is a wealth of knowledge in this industry as well. So it was a lot of fun for me to bring these two together in a more formal setting. And in our conversation, I wanted to discuss, um, actually looking back, what their experiences were going through a peak pandemic. They were on the front lines, what they learned from that, and thus what they are seeing in the industry going forward in the future because of it. Um, We touched on things that were, you know, crazy, the toilet paper and hand sanitizer shortage of 2020. We talked about how how um, that was. We talked about how the current awareness on cleanliness now or clean facilities and what that means for the Jan Sand industry as a whole. We discussed the continued move to green, some cool innovation going on in the industry as well, and even the Amazon effect and, and how that looks in their industry. So there's a bunch of good stuff in here and you know looking forward for you guys listening to this hope you enjoy now everything said in this episode is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon as a basis for investment decisions alone all statements regarding companies made are strictly beliefs or points of view held by myself my father mike or my brother brett and not a recommendation to buy sell or hold any securities all of us on this conversation today may or may not maintain positions in securities discussed all right let's get into it All right, welcome to this episode as we continue our conversation on thematic investing where we're digging underneath the headlines and um, interviewing some experts in certain industries. And today we're going to be talking about the Jansan industry. 
probably an industry not a lot of people really look close into. It's the janitorial and sanitation industry, um, but you use it every day. So I'm super excited to talk about this because um, I actually have my dad and my brother uh, with me today. I have Brett Hitchcock and my father, Michael Hitchcock. How, how are you guys doing? Can you hear me okay? Yeah. How are you doing, Ryan? Doing great, Ryan. Yeah, Happy to be here. Yeah, thanks. yeah, thanks for the invite. Yeah, this is going to be a lot of fun. So um, a little family conversation. So before I kind of turn it over to you guys um, and ask a bunch of questions of, of you, um, I want to just uh, remind people why we're having this series on thematic investing. And then I'm going to throw just a bunch of random stats at you guys or research report stats um, just to kind of preface the conversation that we can possibly refer back to. So, um, so uh, getting into it here, um, thematic investing. By this time, this is going to be my finale episode. Um, you know that thematic investing, what I've been talking about is, is specific investing or focused investing on certain topics or certain industries, certain geographies or technologies. Um, and then using a portion of your investment portfolio to allocate towards that. Um, and why I like it is that if you can find the right industry or right theme, that you can potentially have more growth um, in the future of your portfolio or allocation. Um, and what we always talk about is that this thematic investing has been a buzzword. And a lot of people have been talking about it over the last couple of years now for the good and bad, but they really haven't been digging underneath the surface of the media um, and really looking at certain industries. So that's why I've been doing this. We've been profiling certain industries I really like. And this is going to be a fun one because Jansan, like I mentioned, isn't really probably profiled too much. Um, so let me just talk about the Jansan industry right now. So I pulled a report from um, a research company. It's literally called Research and Markets uh, uh, Research, and they did a report on the U.S. professional cleaning services, and they uh, projected it out from 2021 to 2026, and they say that the professional cleaning service market by revenue is expected to grow by a compounded annual growth rate of 6% from 2021 to 2026, so pretty good clip. Um, it's being driven by the pandemic, which I can't wait to hear your guys' take on. Um, that's driving demand for sterile wipes, disinfectants, microfiber cloths, mops, surgical, and clean cleaning rooms in general. Um, hospitals and medical centers are expected to pose a huge growth of over 52% by the time uh, 2026 comes here. Um, the revenue, I found this interesting, the revenue for disposable gloves is projected to have an annual growth of 33%, reaching $2 billion in just this year, 2022. Um, there's also this, this kind of popularity of green clean or green technology. It's being you know, automate. There's other technology I found as well from automated floor cleanings, automated window cleaners, facade cleaners, which maybe I'll get your take on as well. Um, but facilities all across healthcare, industrial, education, government, commercial, domestic, hospital, and food service all rely on the products and services of the Jansan industry. Um, and then just kind of talking, looking back in March of 2020, I uh, can't wait to hear you guys' take on uh, when we heard of COVID, uh, we saw this panic purchasing of toilet paper and hand sanitizer, just kind of fearing supply chain disruptions or, you know, extended quarantines. I actually found this stat from a Google Trends data um, from March of 2020 that uh, said the Google search for toilet paper was actually up over 4,000% in March of 2020. So a lot of things going on in your, in your industry. So I would love for us to kind of reference back to some of that and hear your take on what's the kind of the current status of the industry and moving forward. But before we do that, um, let's just uh, hear a little bit about you guys. Um, I obviously know you, but let's uh, let the listeners know you. So, Dad, uh, Michael Hitchcock, you have Montana Broom and Brush Company, the owner. Um, why don't you give us a little background of that? Okay, well, for sure, as you know, we're a we're an old time company. We're a family owned company, and we're over a hundred years old now. So, uh, wow. we uh, started way back as a broom man manufacturer, and then um, my my dad grew it into a full full-line janitorial supply company. And uh, I worked there all the way through and aside from college, you know, came back and uh, helped, you know, <clears throat> grow our janitorial supply business. And then along came my brother-in-law, Greg, and my, my sister, 
we, we expanded into actually five locations across Montana. So we, we have grown from a janitorial supply to a paper supply and a restaurant uh, disposables and restaurant equipment supplier uh, around Montana. So because Montana is, um, let's say sparsely populated, we were able to grow into other markets. So we, we expanded into lots of different supply, supply as well as a doormat rental uh, business as well. So uh, yeah, you know, um, you did sum it up in respect to what happened in the pandemic of, uh, of shortage of supplies and uh, the, uh, the trend was for cleaning, cleaning, cleaning. Uh, it was all about disinfecting every surface that we, we could. And so as a janitorial supply distributor, um, that was just uh, really uh, kind, of, kind of fit what we did. And so we, we found, uh, we had a hard time finding disinfectants, but we did uh, that, and that as you spoke, uh, disinfectant cleaners, sanitary wipe wipers like Clorox wipes, and then it expanded into uh, electrostatic spraying. So all of those, those things, you know, everything was clean. The schools had to be cleaned. Every yeah. business had to be cleaned. And so it was really quite interesting. And so, um, yeah, we'll, we'll get back to that, dad. I'm looking forward to yeah. talking about that. Um, but yeah, so 1919 Montana broom started. So that would be yeah. our great grandfather started it. Correct. And, um, now you're a full line janitorial supply yeah. and restaurant distribution in Montana. So, exactly. um, yeah. so that's awesome. So let, let me just turn it over to Brett for a little bit, then we'll get right. into some more. So, so Brett, you're <coughs> with a company called John Don, you live in Denver, you're, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, the regional sales manager there. And so maybe explain a little right. bit what you do, what John Don does, similar industries, little different, but I'll turn it over to you. Yeah. Thanks Ryan. Um, so John Don has uh, been in business for about 43 years now, um, started as a family owned business until just recently where it uh, was acquired by private equity in a majority stake position. But we have uh, about 14 locations across the country and are a full line janitorial distributor and also, you know, help a few specialty contractors such as uh, restoration and concrete polishing and floor preparation contractors as well. And Ryan, one other interesting stat kind of to your introduction that I think would be interesting to yeah. your listeners is that um, the janitorial services industry. So, you know, basically just keeping facilities clean is a $78 billion industry in the U.S. on an annual basis. So, it's a yeah, huge, huge total addressable market. So, you know, a big part of the economy and in your thematic investing, you know, I think has, has a big, you know, total addressable market, like I said, and, um, you know, could be of interest to your, your yeah, customers. No, that's, you know what, I was trying to find that actual number. So thanks for providing that. That's, um, that's one of the biggest ones mm -hmm. I've, I've interviewed. So that's, um, that's great, thanks. And so, um, Brett, what's kind of your your day to day operation for yourself? Just to finish that off. Yeah, um, so I manage our Denver and Dallas distribution, the the sales teams of those two locations, uh, which expands into you know kind of the Rocky Mountain Central region. So, um, manage a team of sellers in the various vertical industries we service and um you know help them grow their customer base uh find and establish new customers and really just grow overall revenue awesome well congrats to both of you very um awesome jobs and and you know i'm i'm kind of the lone ranger that went out in a different industry it seems like from from you too but uh but we've had a lot of business conversations in our life you know that's that's around the dinner table even and 
and learning business. Um, so that's thanks to you, Dad, um, where our passion probably comes from business. But uh, but great. So so let's just talk about kind of the current state of this Jansen industry, and maybe even taking it a step back. Let's actually talk about 2020. That was a crazy year, obviously with the um, COVID for everybody. But but in your world, was probably even you know you were in the center of it. You guys were literally relied upon for for so much um so maybe just talk about um brett why don't you dad you kind of already explained a little bit brett why don't i throw it to you first what was kind of your take in in that time or experiences yeah i think back to um you know the end of february 2020 uh into march and april and and from there uh just being busier than we really ever had before with the phone, just ringing off the hook, people, you know, just asking for advice. What do we do? Um, what sort of disinfectants? What's the protocol? Uh, do you have masks? Do you have gloves? Do you have toilet paper? All of these things that, um, you know, people were just scrambling to, to find. And uh, so it, it was, exciting honestly being kind of in the the middle and feeling like we had such a uh, important role to play in helping the general public fight this pandemic so it was um a very interesting time that yeah. I, I won't soon forget that's for sure oh that's a good way to put it so do you feel kind of like like almost like camaraderie around the industry like hey we got to fight this together yeah it definitely gave you know additional energy to the long work days that we were having, feeling like we were, you know, those um, kind of frontline workers and really kind of helping in this, this fight that we were experiencing as a nation that was rather unprecedented. So um, that, that was definitely in the early days, you know, feeling that, uh, and helping give peace of mind to a lot of people that were really, you know, scared and nervous. And, and, you know, there's a lot of panic in the environment at that time. So kind of being a voice of reason and giving them a, a, a bit of a clear path forward as to best practices and protocol and products to, to help stay safe. Sure. No, that's great. Dad, dad, do you have anything else to add on to that kind of your experiences? Uh, well, Brett, Brett sent it up summed it up really good. I mean, remember, remembering back, it does seem like a long time ago when the first thing that was, uh, um, became short was toilet paper. And we kind of laugh about it now, but we luckily had a, had a big source of it. We had a good stock of it. And so we, we do have a, our location here in Butte is open up to the public. So we even opened up on Saturday and we were, uh, breaking down, uh, cases of toilet paper into like a 24 pack and into a clear bag. We had people lined out the door um, for, for three quarters of a day on Saturday. And then it was just, you know, the stores didn't have any. So broom and brush was the place to get toilet paper. So, I mean, we, we did help out the community in that regard. And, uh, and it's kind of the same thing transpired with with disinfectant wipes we ended up actually making our own disinfectant wipes cutting up some really nice wipers that we had on hand and putting them in uh, containers and pouring disinfectant grade uh, uh, solution on them and so that served the bill for a lot of our commercial accounts and so we just you know just to kind of add we just tried as hard as we could to find supplies for for the consumers uh, from the commercial to the residential people, because we are open to the public. And uh, so our, our staff and our buyers and all our sellers out there, uh, we're, we're, we're trying to you know, solve problems and give information to, uh, to the, how to take care of COVID issues. So it was a crazy time and it is still, still really busy in that regard. And we can talk about that yeah no that's i mean it's good to hear you know your your point of view on that and no one probably realizes what you guys went through i mean um it's a whole different side of the 
the pandemic. Um, something that always interests me. So like mid COVID, right. Or kind of maybe a little bit further into COVID um, CDC was always like upgrading what they see the virus transpiring as. And at first it was like, you know, we were all wiping down Amazon boxes that came to the door with disinfectant wipes. And eventually it was like, Hey, you know, this virus isn't necessarily transferred on hard services, hard surfaces, excuse me, it's transferred um, in the air. And, but now you still see people, wiping down everything, restaurants all over. I mean, anywhere you go, it is very sterile on surfaces and all that. So maybe explain the mentality behind that, what you think about that um, in general. Go ahead, Brett, and I'll, I'll follow up. Yeah, so I, I remember when that news was announced and, you know, obviously thinking that that was scarier than, um, you know, contracting it from surfaces because we can more easily um, clean those surfaces. Uh, but what I think overall is it just raised people's awareness of personal hygiene, sanitation. You know, you rarely see people you know, touching, uh, you know, the, the push bars to get into facilities, they'll be bumping them with their elbows or their hips now. So people are just a lot more aware of their personal hygiene and not touching their, their face as much, um, using more hand sanitizer. So, um, overall, I think, you know, it's impact on the industry may be a little negligible in that, you know, not as much disinfectant may have been used as, as otherwise would have, or maybe should have still. Um, but overall for the industry, it, it just raised the awareness of cleanliness and the importance of it in the general population's mindset, which is, is huge for our industry and public safety in general. Yeah, so, so just, just a good thing. And, and dad, you had some more to add to that. that that's, that's exactly the sentiment uh, on my, my side is that it raised the bar of cleaning uh, everywhere from home cleaning to industrial and commercial schools. Uh, you know, it's, it's, um, it's, it's very much uh, a topic with, with uh, administrators on, on building uh, hygiene. And so we, we can, we have a, we have some good stories to tell and our products, it, you know, they want to, they want to listen to what we have. And uh, from, from wiping uh, rags to, and wipers to light on scrubbers. And so they, they really want to clean their facilities. Yeah. Well, that's, then that's a good thing. So yeah, that's great. Um, thanks for sharing that. So I guess now moving into 2021, like talking about the current state of the industry, um, you know, where are things at now where you, you know, at that time or through last year, we were kind of a year into COVID um, what really changed in the industry for the good, for the bad, <coughs> what did you really see last year kind of happening in the industry? Um, yeah, I'll jump in. Uh, one thing I noticed, you know, kind of in the summer of 2021, as uh, COVID cases were going down before any of these variants really uh, became a thing is what, what some people were calling COVID fatigue, where, you know, people were just tired of, of hearing about, you know, disinfecting and cleanliness and, yeah. um, you know, I, I do believe there was kind of this dip in um, efficacy and and focus on cleaning that that kind of waned as people were just getting tired of dealing with with COVID and kind of thought we had beat it before these new variants came out, um, and and now it has spiked again. But overall, through through 2021, I think you know, the benefit, like we were saying to your previous question, is just the awareness of, of cleanliness and, and personal hygiene and the importance of our industry and the industries we serve really took a step up in, in the public opinion. So that is an ongoing positive for our industry. Okay. 
no, that's good. What about you, Dad? Anything you kind of saw throughout 2021 and and what well, changed for the industry for the good or bad? You know, exactly, you know, agree with with uh, Brett's comments. And, and you know, for for our business, it it was our it was our biggest year on on record. And it was it was directly related to uh, facilities, uh, public entities having they I will admit they had some COVID funds that were available for cleaning. And we um, went right into our, our customers and showed what we could provide for their buildings. And uh, and they were very interested in, in buying cleaning supplies. And so um, it, it was a it was a banner year for us. And we we sought out supplies uh, that were in short, we had to seek new places of uh, in some regards places to buy disinfectants and wipes and, and cleaning machines and different types of cleaning machines to provide for our customers. So it was a very exciting year and it is still spilling over into uh, 2022. Um, there, it's just a lot of, still a lot of talk about, um, you know, upgrading uh, facilities, cleaning uh, capacity and supply. Oh, that's a, that's good good to note because you know one of my questions was going to be okay. Um, obviously, one would think that your industry was a big benef- benefactor, which obviously it was um, for you know the COVID and pandemic era. But however, at the same time, businesses were closing, restaurants and and all this at the same time were closing, which is a lot of your clientele as well. So you know, I'm sure there's you know, tell me if I'm wrong, maybe some uh, leveling out earlier on, but now. Uh, am I correct in saying that things and, and what I'm hearing you guys say is there's just more emphasis on cleaning. So that's just a win-win overall, but uh, maybe dad, I'll throw that at you first this time. Well, I think that was really, that's a really interesting question because yes, all, all of the, you know, motel business was down, restaurant businesses were down, you know, the main street shops were all shut down and yes, we service all of those. And so that, that really uh, did affect uh, you know, our sales, but um, what we did differently uh, than a lot of other Jansan distributors is we, we just kind of doubled down. We, we doubled our efforts in, in trying to get in front of our customers, whether they would see us face to face or if we talked to them on the phone, but we, we just, we brought more to the table, let's say. And so um, we even heard of some of our competitors uh, of closing their doors, and really? we didn't do that. We 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 just like that really stepped it up. And so um, for the, for those, you know, that's kind of some of my notes that I, I put down is uh, moving forward in the in the jazz and in the industry that what we what would have, what have we learned from all of this is that we have to be. Um, flexible and able to change our product line and bring more and particularly more service to our customers and uh, be adaptive to, to their needs. And, uh, and we had to be very flexible and trying to find new sources of supply. So, you know, we just, in a sense, really tried hard. No, that's, <laughs> through that's all great. To make it simple. Yeah. Uh, Brent, what, what about you guys? Um, <laughs> did you see a similar kind of weird, uh, balancing act going on for a bit or, or how did that play out for, for you guys? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we service a lot of the building service contractors who do the commercial cleaning. So when, you know, everything but essential workplaces were closed, all of these commercial spaces that they cleaned were, were closed down. And thus these companies were, you know, not receiving any income and, uh, it, it put a few of them out of business. You know, they had to pivot and, and find other opportunities. Are some of them coming back to the industry? I think so. But yes, it did really hurt some of the, you know, cleaning contractors when all of the facilities that they serviced were closed. So, yeah. um, you know, that, that was, was one of the the negatives of COVID for our industry. And, and I think that was kind of one of your questions as well. And I think it, it 
another aspect relates to a lot of industries you probably talk to is, um, you know, just the supply chain in general and, yeah. and sourcing products, which dad has talked about being flexible and adaptable and doubling down on, on working hard to find available options. That is uh, something we're still struggling with is the supply chain yeah. and getting consistent inventory available. And, you know, also the, the whole labor situation that, that the country's facing with, with finding quality staff and, um, you know, wage inflation going up so much that, um, you know, it's really hard to entice, you know, people to, to come to work. So sure. um, those other aspects of COVID, which are, are negatively affecting a lot of businesses, not necessarily just the Jansan industry specifically, but um, we're also experiencing that yeah, as well. Yeah, you're, you're feeling that. Um, well, that's good. That's good insight. So kind of, you know, that's a good segue into, you know, the future of the industry and, and you're kind of talking about, Hey, we've learned a lot of good lessons from COVID and we had to work hard. We had to be adaptive and be flexible. So where do you see the industry going in the next, you know, year or two couple of years out? Maybe I'll just preface it. Like, um, you know, do you see consolidation in the industry? Do you see a diversification? Like Brett, your, your company does a lot of actually different things. Do you see industry uh, companies doing more of that? Um, take it wherever you feel. Uh, whoever wants to take it first, feel free. Okay. Um, you know, like, like that, I think the future of the Jansan industry is, is still very viable. And, uh, and I, I do see, a, you know, it, our industry has had a lot of consolidation and, and uh, business, you know, buying, buying and in, enlarging their, their, their footprint, let's say they're, they're, they're buying and expanding into other States. And so I, I see more of that happening. And for those that are doing that, I think for, for them to be successful, they, they have to be very open to their, their customers needs and uh, not have a cookie cutter uh, way of doing business. Um, we've, we've seen some of that happen and, um, you know, they're just, you know, they have to do it there, the, the company's way. And I, I, I see that's uh, a negative, but for those companies, Jansan companies that want to enlarge, I think they have to be Again, I've, I've said this before, it's flexible, have, yeah, have no, a variety of, of, uh, of product lines, they have to have knowledgeable salespeople, because what we are competing with is, is Amazon and uh, you know, online buying. So our, our sellers have to have a lot of knowledge on, on the cleaning business and yeah. you know, truthful answers on supply chain. And so that is what customers, what we find, they want to have honest answers of when they're, when they're going to be getting things. And, um, and so we've been kind of rewarded that way by providing good information to our, to our customers. And I, I, I see us growing in the future. No, so. that's, that's awesome. Um, Brett, what about you? Um, yeah. So the future of the industry, I, I think, is you know like i said it has that huge total address total addressable market which is not going away that's yeah. one of the the benefits of this industry and even through covid and the great recession um you know you still need toilet paper still need hand soap still need trash bags still need clean facilities yeah. um so the industry is not going away it's it's growing and developing. I do see, you know, consolidation by bigger players as, um, you know, something that, that uh, will definitely continue into the future as we compete with the likes of like Amazon and, and the Home Depots and yeah. the, the bigger janitorial distributors across the country are, are increasing their size and purchasing power as well to compete because, you know, there is a bit of commoditization of certain items in this industry that, um, you know, distributors such as ourselves are competing against, but really the 
specialized knowledge uh, and expertise is huge and, and kind of the diversification into other niche markets, I think will allow, you know, many companies to continue to survive yeah. and thrive. So the, the, or the right ones to, to survive and thrive. So, right. Well, that's good. That's, you know, very good insight on, you know, the kind of the Amazon effect and, and what I'm hearing is the knowledge and is knowledge and the personal ability um, the local touch, the, the personal feel is going to probably win out most of the time. And that could be said about anything, right? Is, is, and that'll kind of keep the Amazons at bay. Is that, is that fair in saying? Sure. That's, that's my, my thought for sure. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I, I think so. That customer service and expertise um, is definitely important when you need to call and talk to somebody and know you're using a product the right way and know that your process is accurate. Um, yes, ordering online is easy and, and um, you know, maybe cheaper in instances, but does it give any peace of mind and assurance of, of using the right products, the right procedure and, and getting the results that you, you want? That's good. Well, that's great. Um, exactly. Well, good. Okay. A couple, a couple other random questions I just have. Uh, we kind of talked about them probably here too, but um you know, what are you seeing, like, what else is going on this year? You know, besides COVID, besides, you know, supply chain, is there innovation in like production, like your, your, uh, um, the people you buy from your suppliers, um, different types of products out there. Um, maybe, you know, we'll talk about maybe the green push in a second, but anything you see that's kind of cool out there right now going on in the industry? You know, um, there's, the, the floor, the cleaning machines are always getting better and uh, vacuum cleaners are getting better. They're, uh, they're moving towards battery, battery operated cleaning machines for the custodians at the schools and the professional contractors and, and lightweight, quieter, quieter machines. So I, I, I think that's really cool because I've, yeah. you know, been in, been in the, you know, cleaning business my, my whole career. And uh, I've, I've always had fun, you know, selling cleaning machines. And so, you know, as of late, there's been, um, like I say, the, ba the battery push is uh, a big market for us. Interesting. Uh, I mean, you don't have to haul around a cord uh, yeah. to do vacuuming. And that's, you know, to me in my business, that's a really big thing. And, yeah. um, and when you say machines, on, these are actually big. On, Big ride-on machines, that big, you know, right factories. On machines. And... Yeah, we're a we're a school custodian at a high school or a big middle school. They're not walking behind machines anymore. Most of them are riding machines. So to take out the, you know, it's it's a, I mean, just get way more done by riding down a hallway with a really efficient cleaning machines. And sure, just to say today we delivered two of them. And, yeah. and that, those are exciting days for me in the cleaning business is uh, cool. trying to help a, a school in their up, upgrading their, their, their cleaning uh, tasks. Sure. So, so those are some rewarding things uh, that has really ramped up um, in, in our, in our, in my days, just, as of late and COVID did bring that to light a lot. Oh, uh, but, good. you know, to answer your questions, there, there's always some new cleaning um, apparatuses coming along. And so um, that's kind of fun uh, for an owner to always try to evaluate to see if that if we can bring it on to help our, uh, um, you know, our, our, our sales market territory. Yeah. So yes, there, there is, New ones coming along, yeah. yeah. And then green, you? you know that they're they're all we're almost all cleaners now are pretty, you know, environmentally friendly. Okay. Well, yeah, I want to touch on that because that's that's something of interest. Yeah. Um, Brett, what about you? Any any kind of Brett, interesting yeah. thing out there that you see? And I mean, you guys have a lot of actually different trucks and stuff. I've heard too. Maybe touch on that stuff. Um. Yeah. So you know some of the. Innovations in the industry, like Dad was talking about, new equipment. Uh, there's there's a lot of AI being implemented into the Jansan industry. So a lot of these machines, with the introduction of lithium-ion batteries, wow. um, are are also going to 
um, you know, like driverless cars where you, you kind of program the route and then, you know, there's a few waypoints that, that the machine follows and, uh, it's really helping with the labor shortage, uh, to have these automated cleaning machines. So think of a Roomba, but on a A big scale uh, airport style, you know, machine. So, uh, Artificial intelligence is moving into the industry. Um, you know, a, another interesting industry dynamic, I think, is there's becoming more and more kind of third-party facility accreditations for being clean, where I'm not sure if uh, you saw any uh, advertising over, we just had the college football national championship this week. And um, there was some advertising for the Lucas Oil Stadium as being um, this GBAC, they call it GBAC. Um, They call it their star accreditation. So there's a lot of these third parties that are now accrediting facilities for the products that they use and the processes they have in place to give large crowds and and people coming in that peace of mind that it is a a a safe and clean environment. Some criteria of a standard. If that, I guess I, I didn't really There's see that. There's a standard. Okay, that's that yep. actually is a great idea. Um, yep. Cool. Um, just one one thing on this. You, like, what are these electro electrostatic sprayers, Brent? You sent me a picture cleaning an airplane one day. Dad, you've talked about them before too. Are those here to stay um, or not? I'll let Brett answer that one. <laughs> um, I, I do think they are here to stay. They. Um, electrically charged the cleaning solution and it's essentially magnetically drawn to the surface so that you get, you know, excellent coverage of the entire surface on the backside of armrests or door handles, or uh, it's just a more effective coverage than uh, regular spray or wipe cleaning. And it's actually a technology that's been around for a long time, especially in the agriculture industry and automotive industry. So uh, agriculture for spraying pesticides and fertilizer and various things have used electrostatic to get all sides of a plant or a fruit. So I do think the technology is here to stay. Oh, interesting. Well, good. Um, No, thanks for sharing that. So uh, maybe kind of the last topic we'll talk about you know, in my world, they're called, it's called ESG investing. That's actually a huge push, you know, environmental, um, social governance. These are just, you know, environmentally friendly types of companies out there. Um, you know, in your industry, probably in, in, in the past was, you know, you're using a lot of chemicals. What, what, what does that look like in today? Is every, you just said everything is green. Maybe explain that a little bit more, Dad. So, you know, <clears throat> Long ago, the, the big buzzword was it was uh, biodegradable. Well, n- now, I mean, everything is biodegradable. Now they're moving into the green. So g- green is meaning from, from the manufacturing to the use to the, let's call it the, the grave of the, of the product that it's environmentally safe. And so all the, all the manufacturers are moving that way and have have those labels on most of their products. And so kind of their challenge is to just to make sure it's still a really good cleaner. (laughs) And so, um, and, and for the most part, we're we're just kind of naturally moving towards uh, green products. And uh, it's, it's just going to be kind of the evolution and just kind of like biodegradable was like the big buzzword. It's just going to evolve that way. And uh, it's just, going to be the everyday um, usage. And another big thing that uh, institutions that, you know, that I deal with is proper dilution rates. So there are, there are our whole industries moving to try to help the end user, you know, properly dilute the chemicals, the cleaning chemicals, so that they're not overusing it from a variety of ways through um, really quite sophisticated, uh, dispensers that we provide to our customers so it 
you know, the water and the chemical dilutes at a proper ratio so that the end users using it, using it right and safely. Sure. So it's, it's an ongoing thing is kind of what, the way I see it. Oh, that's, that's great insight. Yeah. Brett, what do you, yeah. what do you yeah. see? Yeah, I absolutely agree that um, the industry is just kind of naturally evolving to green products as a standard uh, versus kind of the exception. Um, so I, I think another aspect that our industry has is, is really helping facilities implement an overall green program, which is okay. uh, inclusive of the chemicals they use, the paper they use, their recycling program, their hand sanitizer, you know, just making these workspaces safer for, um, you know, the, the public and their employees is all an aspect of a, of a green facility. So, um, you know, that, that green and, and human health um, are, are kind of coalescing. And, you know, that, that's a big role of, of our sales team is, is helping to provide those environments for our end users. Gotcha. Oh, that's, that's cool. That all makes sense. Um, all right. Well, I, I mean, I, I think it's been a great conversation. I've actually learned a lot, a lot and even, you know, being around you guys, obviously my whole life and, and still learning more, uh, as we talk now, I, I appreciate that. Um, that's, that's why I wanted to have this conversation kind of my final question or questions that I kind of have been leaving, um, this series with is, and take whichever one you want. If, if any is, uh, what do you think the general population needs to know about the industry or what do you think they get wrong about the industry? That was a great question. Dad, I'll let you take this one. <laughs> um, well, I, I, I just think part of our challenge as a Jan Sam um, distributor and professional and, and, and my career is to um, educate facilities and the general public to people that we have the good fortune of people coming in into uh, our our um, establishment to buy things and, and which we try to help them is to teach them the right products to to use which we're gonna we're gonna always gravitate toward our professional um, safe like neutral cleaners and uh, safe glass cleaners and four finishes and if they ever want a degreaser that we we explain to them the um, you know, the, I won't get too technical to here, but the pH factor of that and to be careful with it. So that, that's, that's on us to teach the end user. And so, so some of the negatives is the people just come in and, you know, and I, I hate to name names is to say like the two types, I want to use bleach to clean and pine salt to clean. I just had to say that there's more yeah. options that are safer for everybody from a household to a uh, professional, not that they're bad products, but they have to be used professionally. They have to be used correctly. So and kind so of we, some advice is to the end the, user the, should be looking to yeah. get educated from a, a knowledgeable professional yeah. on, on cleaning. It's probably the on, best. On cleaning. Yeah. Yep. And, and, uh, and it's rewarding for me after a customer's cat, we've spent some time with at our place. They, they thank us and say, yeah, it's, that will help me in cleaning my house and business. And it, it brings repeat business. So, so education is a key on, on pop on proper chemicals. Okay. No, great answer. Just great ways answer. to clean. Yeah. And uh, um, so it's been a fun part of our, my, my sure. business. Yeah. Yeah. So Brett, do you, what do you think? You know, that, that uh, is a really good question, Ryan, and I wish I had a, a better answer for you. Um, you know, I, I think the general population may have taken for granted the, the janitorial service provider. And I, I do think COVID, you know, brought back to the forefront the importance of cleanliness and, and the people that, that do that work. And, um, you know, I, I'm happy to see that. And that's one thing that I do think the general public, you know, may have taken for granted previously is, 
is the importance of this Jansan industry. So, um, you know, I, I think through this event, we've been better able to educate on, on really the scientific nature of doing it the right way. And, um, you know, the professionals that you need to be doing it um, to keep the society at safe, the society at large, you know, more safe. So that's the one thing I think the general no, public, I may think have, that's, you know, that's got. a great answer. That's a great answer. And that relates to, you know, this, this topic uh, in my, my theme when wanting to um, profile this industry is that it's kind of come in the, the forefront now, and it's going to play a big part moving forward in, in kind of the um, global you know, business and uh, just general population world. So um, great answer. I think that was a great final kind of thought there. And um, with that, I think we'll, I think we'll leave it there. I want to just thank you guys for doing this. This has been a lot of fun for me having my dad and brother on, on the podcast yeah. here. So can't thank you guys enough. Uh, I really appreciate Ryan, it. Thanks for having us, Ryan. Yeah. Thanks. Brad. Absolutely. Thanks, that was a lot of fun. All right. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Talk to you thanks. later. Bye-bye. High Point Capital Group is located at 1200 North Mayfair Road, Suite 300, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 53226. Phone number 414-253-4600. Securities and investment advisory services offered through SagePoint Financial, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. SagePoint Financial is separately owned in other entities and or marketing names, products, or services referenced here are independent of SagePoint Financial. Views expressed here should not be construed directly or indirectly as an offer to buy or sell any securities or services mentioned here. Investing is subject to risks, including loss of principal. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Indexes are unmanaged and investors are not able to invest directly into any index. Sector investing may involve a greater degree of risk than investments with broader diversification. However, there is no guarantee that a diversified portfolio alone will outperform a non-diversified portfolio in any given market environment. No investment strategy, such as asset allocation, can guarantee a profit or protect against loss in periods of declining values. Please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, information should only be relied upon and coordinated with individual professional advice. Ryan Hitchcock believes the information presented here is accurate and was obtained from sources that are believed to be reliable. However, Ryan does not guarantee the accuracy or completeness of any information, and such information may be subject to change without notice from Ryan. Statements expressed by guests on this podcast are the views of those guests only and not of Ryan Hitchcock. Statements contained in this podcast may be statements of future expectations and other forward-looking statements that are based on Ryan Hitchcock's or guests' current views and assumptions and involve known and or unknown risks and uncertainties that could cause actual results, performance, or events to differ materially from those expressed or implied in such statements.